Greetings, sparklers. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, at least this is the day that I am recording it. Who knows when you will be listening to it. But I thought it was time that I shared a few words just all by myself on this podcast. What a year, right? I have always been very passionate about gratitude and being thankful. And if any of you have listened to my motivational minutes, you are well aware of that. I'm all about giving thanks for the small things as well as the large things, because I do know that when we experience gratitude, when we give gratitude, we are opening ourselves up to receiving so much more. We do, however, have to be genuine. We have to genuinely give gratitude. There are so many things we can be grateful for this year, even in the midst of a global pandemic. For one, I am thankful that the universe provided me the opportunity to create this podcast. Who knows if I would have done so had 2020 not turned out the way it has. So I am grateful. I am grateful for all of the fabulous, exciting, entertaining, informative, enlightening guests that have already come my way. And I look forward to so many more in the future. And I'm thankful to any of you who are listening. Sure, I may not have thousands of listeners yet, but I figure that I am sharing my passion and it will hopefully achieve a purpose. And then, of course, it will lead to prosperity. I have already gained so much prosperity in the community that I have found by doing this. Some of my guests have been friends, Some have been acquaintances, and some have been strangers until we spoke on the phone or over Zoom, and we really got to know each other. And I am so blessed for the people who have come into my life via this podcast. And I can't tell you how many more wonderful people I have coming up. I know you will gain something from each of them, and your light will be ignited. Really, the only reason I'm doing this is because I feel it is imperative that we all dig down deep to find that light, that happiness, that joy that we were all born with. We need to find it, kindle it, reignite it, whatever, so that we can share it with the world and make everybody happier. I think that's what we need, happiness. Now, I don't know if a lot of you are aware of the metaphysical world, but there are a lot of people out there talking about how in this time we are transcending from the fourth dimension or ends ascending to the fifth dimension from the fourth dimension. I don't know too much about this, but I have read a lot and listened to a few wise people, and I hope to have someone on my podcast to actually explain it to us in layman's terms, exactly what is happening. And this, of course, is the spiritual side of the pandemic. But no matter what your beliefs, I'm sure you all agree that there is a reason we are going through this. And I really do believe that the reason is so that we can learn that we can learn, we can go forward, we can be more aware of how we are treating other people, how we are treating the planet, and awareness of how small the world really is. 
I mean, when you think about it, this pandemic is affecting every single human being on the planet Earth. It's not like it's just us here in the United States. It's everywhere. Everyone is facing the same dilemmas, the same problems, the same scares, has the same anxiety. We are all in this together. I just think that's fascinating. A little bit about me. Once upon a time, oh, about 64 years ago, an unwed woman went into labor. And she went to the hospital. And I am making up a lot of this because I don't know all of the details. She went into a hospital in Miami, Florida. And I can only surmise that perhaps she was knocked out when her child was born. And I can only imagine how difficult it was because she knew that she was going to give up this child that she had carried for nine months. She was going to give this child up because she was unmarried and unable to care for a child. And so she was placing her child up for adoption. Perhaps when this little girl was born, she cried. Perhaps she cried tears of joy that she had given birth to a healthy baby girl. Or perhaps she also shed tears of grief that she would be giving up this child. And perhaps she also cried tears of joy again, knowing that she was placing this little girl in a family that she knew would care for her, love her, and raise her beautifully, better than she could herself. This little girl went home with her parents to a lovely little home in Key Biscayne, Florida. She was truly loved. She was adored. She had no hair on her head. She was bald. But her curls soon began to come in. White blonde, then strawberry blonde, then back to blonde. As she romped and played with her parents, she grew to love so many things. She was feted at each birthday and given gifts from the heart and gifts of love. Yes, this little girl was me. And I did not know that I was an adopted little girl or a chosen child until I turned 22. My mother passed away and I was asked to go through some of my father's papers and my mother's papers and some of the things that were back in his storage room. My father decided it was time. So a few months after she passed, it was Christmas time and I went back to the storage room and sat on a cozy bed we had back there, and opened a leather valise. That's all I can think that it was called. It was really old-fashioned and had locks that you opened and clicked really loudly. And inside were all of my kindergarten creations. Oh, just such lovely stick figures I was able to draw. And as I rustled through the paper gingerly, because it was very old, 
I found a stack of birth cards. And I thought, oh, how interesting these must be, the cards that people sent to my parents when I was born. Yes, indeed they were. But the first one I opened (laughs) really gave me a start. On the cover of this card was a stork holding a baby in a diaper. And you could tell that there was glitter on it. It had rubbed off over the years, but it was very pretty. And I opened it, and inside I recognized my favorite aunt's handwriting. And it said, Dear Kay and Tom, We were all so surprised by the arrival of little, in parentheses, Kim. Do you know anything about her birth parents or where she came from? Yes, at that moment, I took a breath and said, hmm, this is me. And the tears began to gently fall onto my freckled face. And I thought I was adopted. That makes sense. I guess for some reason, I had kind of thought that growing up because my dad liked to say I was a chosen child. But I wasn't quite sure what that meant. I mean, I danced, and my dad was an excellent dancer. I was out there as a human being, full of life and joie de vivre, and my dad was like that too. He was incredibly gregarious. He lit up a room when he walked in. So my personality was like my parents, even though I didn't look anything like them and I was much taller than my mom and looked nothing like her, blue eyes, blonde hair. But I kept going and reading the rest of it and there were no revelations there. I also found a newspaper clipping. My parents were very social. And so my baby shower was in the newspaper and it said something to the effect of, Six-week-old adopted Kimberly was gifted with mink diaper covers along with blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my gosh, six-week-old adopted. Yeah, that there's no mistaking it. I definitely was adopted. So this news came as quite a shock. And yet it didn't. And did I tell my dad at that time? No, I did not. I called a girlfriend, told her she was adopted. I was in graduate school at the time. So I knew she would understand, and her father had passed. She only had her mother. And I told her, because I had to tell someone. After all, my father was still grieving the loss of his wife of 33 years. I won't go into the rest of this story here, but suffice it to say, my father eventually did tell me without me bringing it up. He told me I was a chosen child and that my mother had (laughs) said she would divorce him if ever he told me, even as she lay sick and dying with cancer. So I can imagine that they did not want to tell me because they assumed that I might be made fun of as a child in the 50s. Or perhaps my mother did not want to be known as the woman who could not conceive. I don't know. I will never know the answers to those questions. But my reason for telling this story today is because I am grateful. I am so grateful 
for the mothers in my life. The woman who carried me for nine months, nurtured me, fed me, cared for me. Perhaps she sang to me. Perhaps she laid her hands on her growing belly and thought of me. I am grateful for her. I am grateful because she knew she couldn't care for me. I am grateful that she found the parents who could care for me. I am so grateful for the blessed life that I had. The many, many blessings I received as a young child. Yes, there were secrets, obviously, which I found out later. But I was surrounded by love and support constantly. So for that, I am forever grateful. And if I have been able to provide that for my own children, that is all I can ask. Because to be loved and to love the most important things on earth. So for me today, that is what I am grateful for. For my birth parents, for the parents who loved me into being. I have so many more things to be grateful for, but I just wanted to share a little bit about Kim. May you all enjoy this holiday wherever you are. Remember, this too shall pass. We will see our loved ones again. We will hug. We will kiss. We will connect. We will share bites of cake. (laughs) We will nibble off of each other's plates. We will connect again. To all of my friends all across the world, I send you love and I am so grateful for every single one of you in my life. Thank you, my friends. May you go out and share your light. It's in there. I know it. Go light some sparks, will you? Shine on. Every day is a new beginning. Shine.